The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And today we're going to be talking about 2017 trends for your career. And this is on the heels of an event that was held last Friday called Career Jam, where experts forecast the now and the next in careers. And this is where career thought leaders from across across the globe actually get together and discuss what's going on in the careers industry. How are people marketing themselves? How are people seeking for jobs? How are employers hiring? What's going on in the fields of, of coaching and career advancement? And and how is the careers industry itself moving forward and changing in as time passes by? And I think the careers industry is one of the faster changing industries, of course, not as high high speed as high tech. But things are always changing in terms of how an individual is connecting with an employer. And yet, in the converse, it seems like the same old truths always always hold true in terms of what is successful in one's career. And so I wanted to share those trends with you today. A white paper will be resulting from the written notes that are compiled by the 10 different groups of careerists that got together. And and that white paper will be a little bit more in-depth than what we're going to talk through today. But today I wanted to go through some of the trends that rose to the top as these groups were talking and seemed to be repeated by most of the groups in how you if you're looking for a job or thinking about advancing your career, what should you be thinking about as 2017 comes to pass? What might be changing? What are some good old best practices that are still going to hold true? What do you need to do to get ahead in your career? And so we're going to go through some of these top trends and I'll give you a little bit of in-depth information in some of them in terms of what that means for you, the job seeker, what you should be thinking about in 2017. So the first one, and we always talk about this every year, and every year there's, you know, some curiosity on my part. When will be the day that people start talking about that the resume is actually not needed? And I'll have to 
tell you that this year was not the year. All groups still thought and still see that the resume is needed to apply to a job. This may be in different parts of the hiring process, but for most people, they're still using the resume as the main document that they're looking at when they're considering applications for a position. So, you know, there's always this, will it become LinkedIn and and where people are just looking at your LinkedIn profile. And a few companies are starting to move towards where they're having the candidate submit a LinkedIn profile to apply for a position, but not that many actually was not brought up as much as I thought it might be this year. And, you know, there are some pretty practical considerations there. Most HR departments have been around for a while. They have technology that they've been using, those applicant tracking systems they've been using for a while. And although they may upgrade those, it's cheaper than starting over. Maybe to its misfortune, LinkedIn is not cheap. LinkedIn is not cheap for a recruiter, for a company to use. It's not any cheaper than some of the applicant tracking systems. And so although we as as job seekers may think, oh, you know, this is so easy and it, and it should be, it should be so easy to apply through LinkedIn or, or to maybe even apply through Facebook. And yet the technology on the HR side just isn't there. And the investment in it isn't, doesn't make sense really either. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, in a different trend, especially in terms of LinkedIn. So you still need that hard copy resume. So what's going on with resumes? Well, they're getting shorter but not necessarily shorter in terms of page length, shorter in terms of each statement being snappier and more concise and a little bit more white space, realizing that the person might be reading it on a phone or a tablet. The statements are getting getting shorter and easier to read on those types of devices. We still need information that helps me understand your true qualifications. So that means that it can't be bare bones. I might go to LinkedIn and and want to read more than what I see on a resume, but I still need something in that resume that shows me you're, you're qualified, that you have accomplishments and that you can add some value to my team. So we're still telling stories on resumes. We're still writing content that, that, in some ways is a short version of those interview stories that you might tell so that a recruiter can know that you've got that qualification. That resume also is showing your years of experience in terms of the dates. That's very important to recruiters and continues to be so. And as they're moving faster, they're looking for place dates, titles, the other pieces of information they go back and look for later. But if you don't have place dates and titles, it's going to be hard to make it into the pile of resumes that they might go back and look at later. Of course, technology is increasing and yet becoming more savvy. 
And so those resumes and whether or not they'll go through an applicant tracking system, the applicant tracking systems are getting better at reading more types of formatting and there's less in some ways that we need to do these days to get the resumes through. But those systems will be ever-changing, and there are so many of them. There was hope that when Oracle and some of the big companies stepped in and started buying out the applicant tracking systems, there was some hope that there might become less diversity there, but that has not started to happen yet. We'll keep you updated in terms of if we see that starting to happen. There are some big players, but still a lot of small applicant tracking systems that are used quite broadly. And so, you know, if someone tells you, oh, this or that won't won't work in an applicant tracking system, there's a lot of variation there. And you want to pick the things that make the most sense and will go through the most systems, but not feel like you have to have this text-only bare-bones document because most systems can handle a lot of different formatting in terms of lines and shading and those types of things. So resume is still there, still important. What about a LinkedIn profile? The LinkedIn profile is important and more companies are using LinkedIn to brand their company, which makes it easier for you as an individual to perhaps get onto LinkedIn Recruiters, time will tell. So recruiters are getting more applications to jobs they post on LinkedIn, but that's a cost. There's a cost there. They are seeing less response when they try to connect with passive candidates on LinkedIn. And so this is one way that perhaps time will tell LinkedIn may be shooting themselves in the foot. They're raising the bar, making you pay more as a recruiter or as a business person to be able to do advanced search, to be able to see search results. You run out of views faster unless you pay. And recruiters aren't seeing the bang for the buck. They aren't getting responses from people in LinkedIn. So are they going to continue to pay to use a system that has very low ROI for them? I don't know. So yes, you as a job seeker need to be on LinkedIn, have a profile. But if you really want LinkedIn to be important for you and you want it to be effective in building your your brand getting known for what you want to be known for and in connecting with recruiters, you're going to have to do more than have a profile to be active, to be connecting with people, to perhaps be that recruiter's first or second connection so that they can reach out to you without using their their quota of contacts. The more that you are using the system, showing that you're interacting and getting visibility across your network, not just your first level connections. And then also using groups to get your visibility up to the people that might make a difference in your career, whether that's your customers, your vendors, your suppliers, your current company or recruiters. 
it's really about becoming more visible because as LinkedIn takes away their ability to search and to see search results, if you're visible to them through your interaction, through participating in groups, through sharing updates, through connecting and growing your network in a good, solid way, you're going to perhaps have a better chance of getting found than before because you're not trying to stand out in a in a sea of search results. You are more engaged than most LinkedIn participants and therefore will have better visibility. So that LinkedIn profile needs to be something different than your resume, not the same old tired resume language and you can get away with some of that on your your resume, but definitely not in LinkedIn, where we want it to be a, a story. We want it to be first person, accessible, storied. Who are you as a professional? Why do you do what you do? What's different about you? And looking at some of the you know marketing language that's out there, that that conversation around what you stand for, who are you, that is important on LinkedIn. And we'll talk about why here when we get to one of the next trends that I see going on here. But that LinkedIn presence, know your industry, know what is important. Jump, jump on the bandwagon if your company is encouraging people to get on LinkedIn to help your company brand. No reason not to utilize that also for your personal branding, personal gain, personal visibility, and sharing what it is that, that you are and what you stand for. So these trends maybe are non-trends, right? They're things that are, are somewhat staying the same. But they're important to note because there's a lot of chatter about, is a resume going away? Nope, not really. Employers still count on, on that as part of their process. And what's going on with LinkedIn? You know, time will tell whether their, their changes in costs for recruiters pay off. They've seen increased engagements from you users. And so I think they take that as a license to raise their prices. If recruiters don't stick around and you as users are no longer getting the activity that you want out of it in terms of job search, will you stay on it for other reasons? Who knows? It will be interesting to see. But for now, know that recruiters are still there, but they're they're hesitant and they are seeing it as less effective. So if you want to reach out and connect with them, Make yourself visible, make yourself available, in some way indicate that you're ready to connect and and build your network. And we are going to take a short break. We'll come back in just a few minutes and we're going to continue talking about trends in your career and career job search, career advancement for 2017. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered how to lead in ways that transform their organizations. Now you can discover the same concepts, insights, and practices that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore how to lead change and transform your own leadership every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about trends in the career industry and how they might impact you in your job search and career advancement. So we've been talking about the resume and that it's not going anywhere. And LinkedIn is still sticking around for the time being, at least it's a place you need to be if you want it to work for your career advancement or job search, you need to be active, participating in discussions, posting in groups or responding in groups and building your network in a way that makes sense for you. So what's taking its place? And, you know, I think we're all waiting to see, will Facebook become the place? Will these very splintered um, industry-specific sites become the place that recruiters go? And that seems to be happening somewhat that recruiters are using industry-specific sites, like for oil and gas, there's Oil Pro. Um, for the healthcare industry, there's a, a, a social media for them. The coders have GitHub. You know, are those things going to take the place in, in where job search comes in? Maybe they'll even take the place where networking comes in because people can hang out with their own type of people. There are some new social media channels that have come online like Bebe, BB, depends on where you live, I think, how you say that one. And they are, are not you know, catching hold maybe as much as people thought. 
um, a little bit of chatter about Snapchat being used for hiring, but not a whole bunch. And, you know, Facebook announced, has a big announcement around job search about a month ago and haven't heard much since then. Uh, a lot of face or a lot of employers do use Facebook to post positions to advertise. So that's something for us to be aware of as job seekers. But will that become how they're networking with candidates? I don't know. So in terms of your career, you only have so much time and so much effort that you want to put into interacting with people on social media. And we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a minute. So think about which mediums make sense for your industry. Are people like you on LinkedIn? Are companies like the ones you want to work for hiring using LinkedIn? If so, then it's probably a place you want to be. If not, there may be something else. Search for things related to your specific industry. Ask at your industry professional conferences. What are people using to to network, to find connections, to connect with recruiters? And what are recruiters using in your industry to find the best candidates? Now, with all of this kind of social stuff going on, Recruiters are looking for networking opportunities. It doesn't always have to be social, though. And, you know, recruiters are really finding better ways to automate and systematize getting referrals. So they want their current employees to refer people to them that they can build a relationship with faster because they have that connection. It's the difference between a cold call in sales and a warm lead. To have that introduction, to have someone bridge the gap, they believe that if you're referred by someone who works there, you're going to have a better chance of fitting in, that that person is maybe doing a little bit of the vetting for them so you're a better candidate. And there's some data that shows that may not be true, but it's an easier way for them to go through the process if they have a recommendation from someone else. So when we're networking in person or online as a candidate, we want to be thinking about how we can build our network towards the company we might want to work for, how we can continue our visibility, continue a relationship with someone who may have a connection to the companies we want to work for. It's about authentic yet strategic networking, thinking about maintaining relationships in an authentic way, building relationships in an authentic way, and yet considering our time and effort and which relationships make sense for us to maintain in a two-road, two-way street kind of way, not necessarily just a one-way street kind of way. If we're maintaining relationships with people in our industry, there's going to be other ways that we can support them and we can add value to their network and, and vice versa. So they're using their network, whether that's social, in-person, in an industry, 
to get the best candidate, to get those referrals in the door. So for 2017, thinking about how you can build your network in a way that will help you become that known quantity, that referred candidate for the companies you're interested in. And if you're thinking about career advancement, it's not just going to be inside your company. How can you grow your visibility externally as well, industry-wide or within your specific function? What makes sense in looking at your network as a bigger network than just your internal company? Because to advance, you may also need to move out. And one of the biggest themes I saw across the globe, people talking about uncertainty, right? There's a lot of political unrest in in Europe, in the United States. What's going to happen? Will the changes be good for you, for your industry, or may they have a negative impact? And to be as realistic around that as possible, to not try to catch it up in, in politics, but just to look at it in in a true sense, what's going on in the world? So you you hear a lot about bringing back manufacturing jobs to the United States. And in some areas, that may happen. However, when you look at it in a global sense, the reason that manufacturing jobs went away had a lot to do with automation. And is that you? And how are you going to interact with technology? How are you going to add value to that technology so that you can't be replaced by it? There are some good articles and some positive things coming out around reframing our view around technology. That if we are the masters of it and the people who add the innovation then it can't replace us. So the recruiters that I was talking to about a year ago were also discussing this and to think about the things that a a technology can't do. What parts of the recruiting process can technology take over? And those parts of the process, I'm going to be the master of that technology, understand how it works, understand how to make it better, What parts of the process can't be automated or are far away from being automated? And how can I add value in those pieces so that when my industry shifts and my industry changes, I'm one, aware of it and thinking ahead about it, and two, I am prepared with the skill sets that I need to still be a valuable part of the equation, unfortunately. And that's going to be key to your success in 2017, to pick your head up a little bit, think about what's going on in your industry, what do the changes mean for you and your industry and your type of work, as realistically as possible, trying not to listen to the political speak about what will be happening or what might be beneficial, but to really look at it with a critical eye. When you're in your industry, you can see those changes. You can see where things are headed and and what 
the story might lead to. And we don't want to get overly caught up in worrying about it. That's not helpful. But to be aware and paying attention and ready to be agile, not just with your skills, but with your network. And having a network that's broader than your current company and perhaps even a little bit broader than your current industry, are there tangential industries, suppliers, vendors, customers that you can build relationships with or maintain your relationships with so that as things shift, you'll have options, you'll have opportunity in ways that you can use your skills and stay relevant despite all of the unrest that seems to be happening. If you're thinking about it and ready to be agile, hopefully you won't need to be, right? (laughs) Those times when you bring that umbrella and it doesn't rain, and that's where I want you to be with your career, to be all prepared, know where you could go, know how you add value, have the skill sets that you need to have to do so, and then hopefully not need it. In terms of skill sets, of course, the continuing trend of online education with LinkedIn purchasing lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A, you have opportunity to get some training there, but don't let the flash de derail you from also finding free opportunities like Coursera. There are plenty of places that you can gain the skills you need to move forward and to be relevant in your industry. And those free classes are always a good place to start. Will it add value? Are you going to learn what you need? And how? mostly how are you going to communicate that skill set? Looking for classes that offer projects or some way that you can tangibly show your skills is something you want to pay attention to in terms of being able to market that skill later. So we're going to take a short break, and we've got plenty more career trends coming your way when we get back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
savvy business owners. Learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about trends in 2017 and what you will need to do as a job seeker or someone who's wanting to advance their career to keep pace with these trends. So we've talked about the resume that you'll still need one. We talked a little bit about social media and the uncertainty around LinkedIn and and its effectiveness as a recruiting tool, still an important place for you to network and, and be visible. And what's going to take its place? Who knows? Stay tuned. Let us know what you're seeing. And then the idea of career agility, staying aware of trends in your industry, knowing what you need to do to stay relevant, skills you need to gain, relationships you need to have so that you can stay relevant as your industry changes. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest ever career myths that if you put your head down and work hard, you'll get ahead. Yes, that's true. You need to perform. You need to be a star. And you need to be paying attention to where things are going so that you can still be a star in the future. Things move fast. And if we're not, if we're not getting better, we're getting worse. And so that's an important part of what makes career advancement challenging today. Things are moving faster. I think this was always true, but things just didn't move as fast. And now things are moving faster. And so if we're not keeping up with those trends, we're falling behind very fast. One of those trends that seems to kind of wax and and wane in its verbiage, but not in its essence, is the idea of personal branding. And personal branding has been on a roller coaster high for maybe the last two years. Everybody's been talking about, about it, and nobody really knew what it meant, but we knew that it was important. And so let's talk about it in you know, very simple terms here. Personal branding really is knowing what you stand for or what your strengths are, where you want to go. It's a, both a kind of intrinsic who are you and what are you good at, what are your talents, as well as what are your goals, where do you want to go with those talents. And then it's the ability to communicate those things. 
And people are saying, you know, sell, don't sell yourself. That's not what this is talking about. So when you read those articles, yes, don't sell yourself and still know what you want to be known for, who you want to know those things, and how you're going to communicate it. Because if you don't know those things, then nobody will know you for what you want to be known for, and you end up either not getting what you want because people know you for something else or getting lucky and maybe people do know you for what you want to be known for or nobody knows you at all because you're not communicating. And that doesn't mean you have to sell yourself, but it does mean that you have to be communicating in some way around what your strengths are and what you love to do. And this doesn't have to necessarily be promotional. It can even be sharing great resources with other people, but they're all very clear around specific topics that you want to be known for. It's, And that's, I think, where we get confused about the idea of a brand. A brand is something that that people know and it hires salespeople to go and sell it, right? But that you're not a, a product. You are you are you. And your your personal brand really is what are you known for? And you can do you can do branding in a lot of different ways, but it's got, it, it, it does have to be active. So let's say that you are, you're great at solving problems and everybody knows that they can come to you to have that type of problem solved. Great. That's your brand. Do you need to sell it? Well, not really. It sounds like people already know that about you. You need to be consistent and make sure that you're consistent in showing that and Perhaps make sure that you're selling or, or that you're solving problems that you want to continue to solve, right? If people always come to you to solve a problem that you hate to solve, there, my friend, you have a branding problem. Because if you hate to do that, and that's what people come to you for, it's not a good recipe for a long-term career happiness, which is not a good recipe for long-term career success. The two, in some ways, go hand in hand. So this may be your time to sit down and really think about what are you known for? What do people come to you for? And and that can be a great thing to ask your your colleagues in the past year. You know, what types of, of problems have you really seen that, that I can help you solve? Or maybe something you can do on your own. What do people come to you for? And then is that what you want them to come to you for? When you look in the future in your career, where does that take you? If it doesn't take you where you want to go, what would? And how could you start weaving that more into your communications with individuals in your relationships? Because that's where the brand really happens. And to be truth, truthful, that's where sales happen, right? To think that you sell something by promoting it is... A big company idea most people sell through relationships because people buy from people not anything else so if you are caught up in 
being worried about selling yourself. It may be that we need to reframe sales for ourselves in general. But your personal brand is still going to be important, although the term may start to lose favor. And you may even see articles talking about how personal branding is not important or or it's the wrong thing to do. Read for the essence, not the language. The term personal branding may be falling out of favor, but the idea that you need to know what you want to do and to be able to communicate that clearly is going to be more important than ever in our year or year or years of transition to come as the European European Union has its transitions and the U.S. has its transitions. Those are going to have some most likely global impacts, hopefully positive, we'll think positive. And as those transitions happen, will people know where you want to be in the future? Will they know what seat you want to have in the proverbial bus? It's your job and your opportunity to know what that is to communicate it ahead of time so that when the transition happens, people already know you for what you want to be known for. So the idea of of being known and goes back to social media, what social media channels are you going to use? What ones make sense for your industry? And realizing that technology is great but real relationships still happen in person. And so for 2017, to think about how are you going to expand your network in person? Do you have the opportunity to go to a professional association conference? Do you have the opportunity to connect with customers, vendors, suppliers in person and really feed those relationships so that you can be more agile in your career, you can be more resilient in your career because you have the opportunity to actually interact with those folks and have genuine conversations and let them see who you are and what you stand for and what you do well and all of of those branding concepts. Because the more opportunities that you can take for yourself to do that, the better off you'll be. We're seeing that, you know, video in terms of like a video resume never caught on. And one of my career colleagues, Kimberly Schneiderman, she was pretty right on about why. You watch video that are entertaining, right? You could get stuck for hours on Facebook watching video or Netflix or Hulu, whatever it is. You could get stuck for hours watching video, right? But it's entertaining. And I don't know that we will ever find a way to make video resumes entertaining. It just, very few people are going to be able to pull that off. And so video resumes are not going to become this magnetic thing that people want to watch. So creating a video about yourself is probably not going to help with your branding. What will? Getting out there and doing things that demonstrate what you know, why you love what you do. And sure, hopefully some of those will go on to video and maybe a a presentation, a short snippet, maybe a, you know, a slide share, things that add value to the audience. And so thinking about ways that, that you can add value to the audience 
if you're going to do video, because video is hot, no doubt about it, but how are you going to make it add value to the audience? A narration of your career history only is going to add value to a hiring manager, and they'll ask for that when they need it, which will be our next big trend here as we close out the show that we're going to focus on. What is going on in the world of video? Well, most of it is going on in the world of video interviewing. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get back right after this short break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about trends in the career space and how that's going to impact your career your career in 2017. So we've talked about resumes, LinkedIn profiles, social media, and now we get down to the brass tacks of actually hiring and how is hiring changing. And it's interesting, a year ago, talked to a group of recruiters and a few of them were using some of these video interviewing technologies that not only allow you to do live video interviews, those have been around for a while, using Skype especially. 
But now some more systems, more recruiters are using that actually you do a on-demand video interview and then that interview can be transcribed and scored similar to the way that your resume is being scored by an applicant tracking system. So it was a little bit of chatter a year ago and now seems to be growing in popularity. These on-demand virtual interviews. So that means you can log into the system at any time. You record your interview and then someone goes back and watches it later or the technology transcribes it and scores it for the company and maybe no one ever watches it. The one the recruiters that I talk to, that's rare. They're still watching all of them and just using the transcriptions as a, a backup. Um, this technology is getting more and more intelligent. And so people are talking about the system's ability to score you on characteristics, conscientiousness, you know, are you being truthful in your answers? And, and the artificial intelligence piece of the equation there that is reading what you're saying beyond just the words, right? So I can score the words that you say and do they match the keywords that I've programmed in? That's the, the basic level of this technology. Then moving it to the next step, it's, you know, is it able to score these qualities, these more intangible qualities about my candidates and recruiters are, you know, not quite ready to say that a technology can do that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. So for you as a job seeker, what that means is that you'll need to be comfortable doing those video interviews to have the opportunity to do that, to not shy away from it. And recruiters that were talking about it a year ago said that a lot of candidates would drop out at that point. And I don't think they're going to stop doing it because people are dropping out. They are trying to provide more support for you as the job seeker. They're trying to help you succeed. They don't want you to fail in this process. That's not why they're doing it. Yes, they do want to see that you're comfortable with the technology, but they're they're not you know, they're not worried about how how you look in in that sense of the word. And in fact, that may be part of the beauty of these transcriptions is that instead of watching you, they can actually read what you've said. And you'll want to be good at presenting yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to be polished. No ums, no ands. We want you to be human. And we want you to be prepared. So you know what you're going to say. You can talk comfortably. You can have a, a space that promotes that. Obviously, you want to dress nicely. You want to look professional from head to toe. Um, that will help everyone involved in the situation. 
you want to know what your camera is going to see behind you. You want to be as yourself as possible. So you know how Skype will record you, but then it will also show you in a window what you look like. When you're doing this, I would practice enough to know what you look like. Do you, Can you see your face? Are, are your shadows okay? What's behind you on the wall? And then if possible, I would turn that off so that you're not consistently, constantly critiquing. And you know if this is a problem for you, it may not be a problem for everyone. But I notice when I do Skype videos, a lot of people's eyes are drifting to them. And they're, they're looking at how I look or how I might be coming across to you. Part of that is important and part of that is distracting. So get comfortable with video interviewing. Practice video interviewing with, your, with a coach. Practice video interviewing with your colleagues. If you're out of work, practice video interviewing with your spouse or your kids. Do what you need to do to get comfortable with this because it's not going anywhere. And it's going to make a, a, a big impact in whether or not you get the jobs you want. And this idea of just video interviewing is it's going to expand. You're going to be doing present video presentations as part of an interview screening process. I, I just don't see that going away because it's so practical for me as a recruiter to get to quote unquote see you without spending the money to fly you to my business. It actually may solve some of the woes of the job seeker because recruiters can interview more people this way. So there are some good positives there for you as a job seeker as well as for the interviewer. And I I think that's here to stay for a while. As you look forward to 2017 and what might be changing, remember that the things that matter pretty much are staying the same. You want to be known through authentic relationships. You want to build those authentic relationships in ways that matter with people in your industry not for the betterment of, well, I shouldn't say that, for the betterment of your career and theirs on a big picture, not for the next job. When we get into thinking about building a relationship for the next job, it feels icky. And that's when you start to erode the effectiveness of your networking. You want to big build relationships that make sense, that are going to be long, long-lasting, mutually beneficial, And yes, you still want to do that with a little bit of thought behind what makes sense for me and for that other person to build relationships that matter. And recruiters want to build relationships with you too. So I've heard some chatter about this being a candidate's market and that meaning that I as a candidate can be rude (laughs) to a recruiter And, you know, it won't always be a candidate's market. It won't. At some point, there will be high unemployment again. It's just the nature of the beast. 
And if you have the opportunity today to build relationships that matter, to build lasting relationships, and especially to build those with recruiters, take some time, be courteous, even if the position's not a good fit for you, send a nice response back because you never know when that relationship might make a difference for you in the future or someone else that you know in your network that you would be able to help because you've maintained that relationship. So we're going to have a guest speaker on the show next week to talk more about LinkedIn and how you can use it to build your network. So I look forward to that and to sharing that insight with you because it is a tool and if we don't use it, it's not going to work. If you have any questions or thoughts for me or trends that you're seeing, we'd love to hear those. You can always email me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com, careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here on the Career Confident Confidant next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.